Hey, thanks for joining us at Connection Point Church. You know, we would love for you to stay connected and a simple way for you to do that is to subscribe so that each week you can get notified when new content goes live. We'd also love to keep in touch with you throughout the week and the best way to do this is through our Connection Point Facebook page. Now with all that being said, let's go to this week's message with our lead pastor, Zach Maddox. What a wonderful song. We need to move. Do you need a move of God in your life? As you head into the new year, are there things that uh, you're seeking breakthrough for? You know, the Lord gives us uh, ways that we can approach him in, in seeking those things. Prayer and fasting are, are powerful ways for that to happen. And, and as we head into the new year, we really do mean to kick that off with a time of prayer and fasting. Uh, for Shelly and I, as uh, we've faced challenges along the way in following Jesus, in case uh, you are unaware, following Jesus is, is not without its challenges and troubles. In fact, Jesus said that it wouldn't be. He just said his wonderful promise of I'll be with you in the midst of it. And as he's with us in the midst of it, he also gave us some tools of, of how we continue to engage and follow him in meaningful ways and find breakthrough for things. And, and prayer and fasting is a powerful way to do that. So no matter where you find yourself today, my encouragement would be as we head into the new year, 2020. Who can believe that? Like, Y2K was 20 years ago. Some of you weren't even around for that. I don't know. Can you believe that? That's a long time. So we're going to head into 2020, and may it be a year of fresh vision. May we have a great vision for the future and, and what God wants to do through your life, through the lives of us as a body of believers. And may we enter into that space together and and so what I'd like to do is, is really just walk through a teaching on fasting. I haven't talked a lot about that discipline. Last year we focused a bit more on, on reading the Bible together as a body of believers, and I would still encourage us to do that. We have in the Abide Daily Guides in your seat back, if you don't have one of those, feel free to take it home with you. And, and in there it talks about the value of reading Scripture daily. The Read Scripture app is a great way to do that. They have wonderful videos from the Bible Project, which explain what it is that you're reading to give you good context with Jesus at the center. And, and so we still encourage you to read through the Bible in a year. It, it will transform your life. But we want to give a little bit more attention as we kick off the new year this year on a time of prayer and fasting. And so I just want to talk through what is fasting um, and explain why we should fast and, and how we do that. Just give some very practical information this morning. So if you have your Bibles... Hey, I hope you've got your Bible. If you're new to Connection Point, uh, we say that because we want you daily in God's Word. I'd also say, too, if you're visiting Connection Point today, uh, we're glad that you're here. We have a, guest, a gift for you at the Main Street Theater. We encourage you to pick that up on your way out today. Uh, but we really do want you daily in God's Word. That's why we hope you have God's Word. If you don't have a Bible with you, there's one underneath the chair in front of you. Welcome to borrow that this morning. We read God's Word together and then talk about it. And we're going to be in Matthew chapter 6, and then I'm going to turn over to Luke chapter 4 as well. But I'm going to invite you to stand for the reading of God's word. We stand just to highlight that these words are, are special for us. And, uh, and we don't take that for granted. So we're going to be in Matthew chapter 6, verses 16 through 18. Just a couple of verses there. I do want to point out the context while you have your, your Bible open to that passage. Right before this passage on fasting, Jesus is talking about prayer. And right after this passage on fasting, Jesus is talking about giving. And you see, these things are just meant to be a part of our normal life in following Jesus. That we would be people who pray, that we would be people who fast, that we would be people who give. These are just normal activities in the life of a believer. 
And that's the context by which we're, we're reading these verses on fasting. So in verse 16, it says, And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces, that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. So that's in Matthew. Let's turn to, to Luke chapter 4. So go a couple of books over to the right. Luke chapter 4, first couple of verses there. As Jesus provides for us an example that we can follow. It says, And Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness for 40 days, being tempted by the devil. And he ate nothing during those days, and when they were ended, he was hungry. I love those verses. He ate nothing during those days. When they were ended, he was hungry. That should be obvious. <laughs> Amen. These are the very words of God. You may be seated this morning. <laughs> yeah, you don't eat for 40 days. Guess what? You're going to be hungry. So what I, I really just want to walk through, just a teaching on fasting, on, on why we should fast, what a fast is, and, and how we can do it. Because it's an important part of our life in Jesus, and we're going to see that right out of the gates answering that first question is, why should we fast? Why should we fast? And really, we get the answer from the first passage we read in in Matthew chapter 6. Jesus says, and when you fast. He doesn't say if you fast, or if at some point during your life as a Christian you fast, or if your groceries run out and you fast. He just says when you fast. Jesus assumed his followers would fast. It's when, not if. And so what you'll see in the context of this passage, like I pointed out, is prayer comes right before it, giving follows right after that. These are just the normal activities of following Jesus, that we're people who pray, we're people who fast, we're, we're people who give. So first and foremost, we should fast because we're instructed by King Jesus to do it. But we should also fast because there are some experiences with God we can only have through the discipline of fasting. When exercised with a pure heart and a right motive, fasting may provide us with a key to unlock doors where other keys have failed. Fasting can actually set us free. We find that in Isaiah 58, verse 6. God speaking to Isaiah here says, Is not this the fast that I choose? So here's God's outcomes in a fast. To loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the straps of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free and to break every yoke. Praise the Lord, God sets people free in the context of fasting. Fasting can set people free from things that have kept them from experience, the full freedom that they're offered in Jesus. Things like fear. Unfortunately, there are a lot of Christians bound by fear. Christians are afraid of people from other cultures, other religions, other backgrounds. Christians fearful of the future. But fasting can set a person free from fear. That's God's heart for you to live in freedom. Fasting can also set people free from resentment, from jealousy, from impure lifestyles. Many people bound by those things, fear, resentment, jealousy, impure lifestyles. They've tried hard to pray, to believe, to claim victory, and still they haven't been set free. But fasting could provide the breakthrough that they've been searching for. So I want to encourage you with that today. What have you come into this space with this morning? What is it that you're seeking God for, that maybe you're seeking breakthrough in, could it be that you find that breakthrough in fasting? 
And when exercised with a pure heart and a right motive, fasting may also provide us with new insights. We see that in Scripture too. There is a very close connection between the practice of fasting and the receiving of spiritual revelation. We, we find this in Daniel chapter 9. Here's what Daniel writes. I, Daniel, turn my face to the Lord God, seeking him by prayer and pleas for mercy with fasting. Gabriel speaking with me and saying, O Daniel, I have now come out to give you insight and understanding. Now, there's nothing in Scripture to suggest we're to seek visions, dreams, or supernatural revelations, but those who give themselves to seeking God with fasting may find God rewarding them with such manifestations of his presence. I don't know about you, but I sure would love more understanding and insight from God in every area of my life, as a parent, as a spouse, as as a lead pastor. In every way, we should want God's insights and understanding, and fasting can be a great way to seek that out. So this is actually one of the main reasons I'd like us to fast. As we head into 2020, may we align ourselves with what God wants for Connection Point Church. How many of you know God has plans for this church? He does. And so then it's our heart to say, God, help us to align our hearts with yours. It's, it's that, that prayer of Jesus in Gethsemane, Lord, not my will, but yours be done. And so fasting is a great way for us to posture our hearts that way. And the last reason I'll give is that when exercised with a pure heart and a right motive, fasting may provide us with a spiritual weapon of God's divine power. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. One of the weapons of our warfare is fasting, and prayer is too. So as we continue to prepare for what God wants to do in the greater Lafayette area, we need to be people who fast and pray in order to advance on enemy territory. Matthew chapter 16, Jesus says, I'll build my church. And what's he say? The gates of hell shall not prevail. So what he means is the church is meant to advance on enemy territory. But as we do that, we should be doing that with prayer and fasting so that it's the Lord who does the work before us. And then we just watch it happen. So we need to be people who fast and pray. So with an understanding of of that we should fast, I'd like to take a few moments to explain what a fast is. So what is fasting? Simply put, fasting is periodically putting aside food as a physical expression of a spiritual reality, an expression that more than our bodies are dependent on food, our lives, our souls are dependent on God. That's what a fast is. So when we fast, when we set aside a meal, when we skip a meal or, or set aside a time frame for for eating. What we're saying is, what's most important in my life is not physical nourishment more than I need food. I need God. All of us have to land on that at some point. More than I need the most basic things in this world, I need God. Fasting is a physical reminder of that spiritual reality. Jesus, he's in the wilderness being tempted by the devil to turn a stone into bread. And here's what Jesus says. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. In other words, we are sustained by God far before we're sustained by food. Before our bodies need strength and nourishment from food, our souls need strength and nourishment from God. We really do. And we all need to come to that place of understanding. Now, some might argue that fasting is not for everyone. It's reserved for the mature believer. But this isn't what we find in Scripture. 
Paul is, is someone in the New Testament. He's setting up churches, and then he gives instructions to, to those that he's left there to help set up the church. And here's what he tells them. He says, when they had appointed elders for them in every church, these would be new believers. With prayer and fasting, they committed them to the Lord in whom they believed. So fasting was a fundamental part of Paul's church planting strategy. Right from the beginning, fasting was important. Now, I do know it's not recommended for some people to do a complete food fast. You know, people that, that struggle with diabetes, especially if you're taking insulin or, or expectant or nursing mothers, don't, don't get into a full food fast. And if you're not sure where you're at on that spectrum, maybe uh, you need to seek medical advice before you engage in a fast. Because what I'm going to propose is that we as a church body, as we head into January together, let's commit to pray together, to feast together, and to fast together. And I want to encourage you to do that by way of taking next steps in fasting. And we'll talk through that as we get into how we fast. Now, at the same time, the majority of people in this room, you, we have the ability to fast. You know, but a couple exceptions would be those with diabetes or, or expectant mothers. But I do want to be careful here. Because I've seen many people seek an out for this spiritual discipline. Why? Because it's hard. Right? Who doesn't like to eat? Don't raise your hand. <laughs> to fast does mean primarily not to eat. It really does. To fast, we're often told it's not simply nor necessarily to abstain from food, but from anything that hinders our communion with God. It is true there are many things besides food that may hinder our communion with God. And it's also true that we need to practice self-denial in general. But by biblical definition, the fact still remains to fast means primarily not to eat. Now, fasting is often coupled with prayer. Not always, but often. Uh, this is why I want to emphasize fasting after we kick off the new year with a focus on prayer. Fasting is designed to make prayer mount up on eagles' wings. It's a calculated to give us an edge to a person's intercession and power in their petitions. And fasting, as we talk about what it is, it's not me-centered. Fasting is done unto God. It's a worshiping or ministering to the Lord a giving of ourselves to God, and only secondarily a means to seek certain spiritual ends. God's chosen fast, using that language from Isaiah 58 that we read, it's something he's appointed, it's set apart to him, to minister to him, to honor and glorify him. It's designed to accomplish his sovereign will. Fasting helps to express, to deepen, and to confirm the resolution that we are ready to sacrifice anything to sacrifice ourselves to attain what God wants for the kingdom of God. The person who prays with fasting, it's giving heaven notice that they're truly in earnest, that they will not give up nor let God go without the blessing. That's what fasting does. Someone engaged in prayer and fasting does not intend to take no for an answer. So with an understanding of why we fast and what a fast is, I'd like to turn our attention to how it is that we fast. How do we do that? Because what I'd like to encourage us to do really is to just take next steps. So I'd like us to abide together as we head into, uh, head into January. So what does that look like? So this Friday, we've got First Friday Prayer at 6.30. I'd encourage you to come out that we might have that time of prayer together. And then the next Monday, Monday, January 6th, so not tomorrow, but Monday, January 6th, I'd like the guys to come together that we would gather and pray. We'll pray from 6.30 to 7.30. And then we'll go to Buffalo Wild Wings and we'll feast together. So we'll pray and then we'll feast. So don't worry, don't fast that night. So can you show up for that night? Yes. If you like to eat, that's a good night to show up for. And then Tuesday night, we'd ask the, the ladies are going to come together for a time of prayer, and then they're going to go to Panera to feast together. 
There really should be a joyous time of prayer and feasting and fasting together as we head into the new year together. But then what we're going to ask as we get into uh, January, so January 9th through the 29th, is to set that time aside as a 21-day period of fasting according to how the Lord has spoken to you to fast. So maybe you've never fasted before. If you have never fasted before, there's a couple of, of easy ways to get into fasting. The first is you could try doing something called the Daniel fast. So it's a partial food fast. So even those that can't do a full food fast, most people can do a Daniel fast. And all that a Daniel fast is, is you abstain from, from meat and dairy products. So it's basically eating fruits and vegetables and nuts um, and, and whole grains. So that might be a way that you fast. You do a partial food fast. Another way to fast is maybe just to fast a meal a day. So your lunchtime, could you give that time up to the Lord? And here's what the whole point is in fasting, that when we fast from food, we're meant to feast on God. That's the point of fasting, that you should actually have more time with God, that you're giving up a meal to say, I'm hungry for food, but I want to redirect that as me being hungry for more of the Lord. So that would be a, a great way to maybe get into fasting, is just fast a meal a day. Maybe that's even just during your work week. Whatever the Lord lays on your heart to do, I'd encourage you to step into that and to do that. Now, if you've already are familiar with fasting, maybe you've fasted a meal a day before, or, or maybe you've done a Daniel fast before, so maybe the Lord would have you do an extended time of fasting. Maybe you're going to take several days. Maybe you're going to fast a day a week. Uh, maybe you're going to fast for a couple of weeks. Whatever the Lord leads you to do, then follow that and do that and allow the Lord to lead you in the way that he would have you dedicate yourself to him as we head into 2020 together. But here's what's important. Make sure to commit this to the Lord and pray and ask what he wants. The fast must be God-initiated and God-ordained if it's going to be effective. So what's God saying to you? How would he have you fast? Now, I will say this, that if you're going to uh, head into a fast that's going to be for a longer stretch of time and you've not done that before, there's ways you need to prepare your body for fasting. So I, I would actually encourage you, do a Daniel fast first and then head into a time without eating. And so this is why we're talking about this today. It kind of gives you a week to start sorting things out because if you're going to go on a longer extended fast, here's my recommendations. Number one, start weaning yourself off caffeine because otherwise you start to fast, your body is going to go through all kinds of challenging times because of caffeine that's already in your body. Another thing is start getting yourself off sugars. In case you're unaware, your body really likes caffeine and it really likes sugar. And when you take it away, it starts to yell at you. So those are good things to start working out of your body before you get into an extended time of fasting. And before you get into a fast, they would say your last meal needs to be one that's easily digestible. And then at the same time, as you get off a fast, you should break a fast like you've entered into a fast. So if you go two weeks without eating, don't go to Buffalo Wild Wings to get wings again. You will really regret that. Don't eat steak and eggs. That is not going to go well for you. But what you need to do is you break a fast is you need to break it just like you went into it. Soup's a good way to start. Uh, fruit's a good way to start as well. But you need to, to get off the fast in the same way that you entered into it. But just so you know what's coming, so in case you've not fasted for a longer time before, if you commit, there's kind of three phases that happen. The first thing that happens on the front end is your body, on the first couple of days, you'll get really hungry at the time where you typically ate your meals, and you need to allow those cravings to say, God, I know I'm hungry for food, but help me redirect that for a hunger for more of you. And that's why we encourage you to take that as time to pray, as time to sing songs, as time to read your Bible. 
But then the second phase, what happens, once you get in past those first couple of days, is the next couple of days are actually the hardest because your body is getting rid of all the toxins and chemicals that are in your body that, that your body wants to get rid of. And many people that I've found who have tried fasting, they quit at this point because they think it's harmful for your body. But that's really not true. In America, there are vastly more people who are ill through overindulgence than through undernourishment. Most people are sick not because of undernourishment, but because of eating too much. It really is true. So fasting actually sets in motion the body's own natural system of cleansing and healing. Maybe you were unaware of that. But it is uncomfortable. And so let me explain that. If you are a farmer in Alaska, you get snowed in. Okay, so the way that your body operates is in much the same way. If you're, if you're snowed in and you don't have any resources, but that farmer needs to stay warm, guess what he's not going to do? He's not going to grab his wife's grandmother's china cabinet and burn that first unless he doesn't want to be married anymore, right? That's not, the, and your body works in the same way. No, what that farmer's going to do is he's going to grab spare lumber. He's going to grab those books he doesn't want to read from Pastor Zach anymore. That's where he's going to start. But then he's going to eventually get to those things which matter more. Your body does the same thing. So what happens in fasting years, your body grabs all of those things that don't need to be in your body anymore and it cleanses your body out of that stuff before it starts going toward living tissue. So during a fast, your body burns inferior material in that metabolism. It it gradually goes after deposits of fat, impurities, degenerated tissue, and it consumes all of those things. Fasting actually has incredible health benefits. But that's not why we go after fasting. We go after fasting because of the spiritual outcomes that happen. And I will say this, if you want more detailed information on fasting, I'd recommend the book God's Chosen Fast by Arthur Wallace. It's a wonderful book on fasting. He talks through the spiritual and the physical benefits of fasting. And it's a great way to start the year. And the spiritual and physical benefits, they far outweigh the challenge if you're living a disciplined life in Jesus. So after that prolonged fast, you actually look better because of how your body has cleaned itself. Your digestive system becomes like new. Husband's good news. Your breath will smell better. Your wife's will appreciate it. So that's just some of the effects of fasting. But again, what's ultimately important, I want to point this out again. When we fast, we need to feast on God. I just want to continue to reiterate that. So when you fast a meal, take that as extra concentrated time to be in God's word, to pray, to sing songs of worship. Feast on God while you're fasting from food. That's all we talk about, fasting and feasting, because they're meant to go hand in hand. And when you pray during your fast, I'd like to encourage you to pray in some distinct ways. First of all, you can pray, God, I delight in your glory. More than I delight in food, I delight in you. More than I want food, I want you. You'll get a craving for food, but let that craving drive you to want more of God. Here's what the psalmist declares. He says, you satisfy me more than the richest feast. I will praise you with songs of joy. May that be the longing of our hearts. God, I enjoy you more than anything that this world has to offer. So spend your time fasting by enjoying and worshiping God. Another way to pray is that, God, I need your grace. Fasting is often associated with times of confession. Part of the purpose of fasting is to confess those things which God wants to to relieve you of in your life. Ask God to purify your heart. Mourn over personal sin and failure is facilitated by fasting. So confess the the sin in your life and ask for God's mercy because self-examination takes time. So Lord, more than I need food, I need your grace, your love, and your mercy is a good prayer. Another prayer is, God, I submit to your will. In the Bible, people often fasted out of a desire to hear from him, to know his will. 
to say, Lord, more than I need food, I want to do your will. So you're seeking guidance from God. So in these areas as we pray, in what are you needing breakthrough in your life and in what are you needing guidance? Those are wonderful things to seek the Lord for in prayer and fasting. Uh, Before Shelly and I make any major decision in life, we always dedicate time to the Lord in prayer and fasting before we moved here. We made sure to seek God in that way, saying, God, we just want your will to be done. Whatever that is, help our heart to align with yours. And he's sure to do it. You know, in a few weeks, we're going to head into a series on a, a great awakening. And my prayer is, as we abide together, that we get to prepare our hearts for the way that God needs to move, means to move among this body. As you walk in the sanctuary, I don't know if you've paid attention, but especially over this door, there, it says a new beginning sanctuary. So may 2020 be a new beginning for you in your walk with Jesus. May it be a new beginning for us as the body of believers that the Lord has established here. And how else could you pray? We pray, Lord, I long for your return. Reading from Matthew chapter 9, verses 14 and 15. Then the disciples of John came to Jesus saying, Why do we and the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? And Jesus said to them, Can the wedding guests mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast. So we fast because Jesus ascended to heaven, and we long for his return. It's a great reason to fast. There's this ache, a hunger, a longing inside of us because Christ is not here as fully, as intimately, as gloriously as we want him, and so we want more. We want his fullness in us. We want his fullness in the world. Fasting is a physical expression that more than our stomachs long to be full, we long to see Jesus. Consider this. If fasting is our physical expression of Christ's return to usher in a new heaven and a new earth, then our lack of fasting is saying we're actually content with Jesus not coming back. But Lord, we're not content. We're not content with the world as it is. As we look around and see evil and suffering and cancer and human trafficking, we see broken homes and racial tension, we see pain and suffering all around us, and this is why we fast to say, Jesus, we are not content with this world. We are not okay with the state of the world today. So Jesus, come quickly. And the pain and suffering of this world, we desire for all to hear so that the end can come. We desire for Matthew twenty four fourteen to be fulfilled, where Jesus says, and this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations and then the end will come so when we fast what we say is lord may your message be proclaimed to every nation so that you might return and make all things right if you're not content with the way the world is and my prayer is you are not we fast because we want jesus to come and make it right so I'd encourage us, let's begin to prepare this week for a time of abiding together as we head into 2020 together. Let's pray and feast together for men's and women's nights of prayer. And then let's fast from food and feast on God for 21 days as we express a desire to experience a spiritual awakening for us and for the greater Lafayette area. Fasting is a God-appointed means to experience more of God's grace and power in our lives. So where do you find yourself today? Are you seeking freedom from fear? resentment, jealousy, or an impure lifestyle? Are you wanting to participate in hearing from the Lord for the sake of this church? Would you be willing to forego food for a time to be set free and receive a fresh vision for your life? Because that's what fasting does. 
So how would God have you participate as we pray and feast together and then fast from food and feast on God together? Let me pray. And I would just ask that you incline your heart to hear, how is the Lord speaking to you today? You've got about a week and a half to figure out how does God want you to participate in what we mean to do collectively as the body of Christ. God, I just ask that you would speak to the hearts of everyone in this room. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would make it clear to them what it is that you desire uh, to do in this body. Lord, the way that we can unite with purpose of, of wanting a greater spiritual awakening in us and a greater spiritual awakening in the greater Lafayette area. So God, I do pray that we would come together to fast. That we would seek uh, you for all things. Lord, if there's areas of breakthrough that uh, people are seeking in their lives, I pray, Jesus, that they would commit that to both prayer and fasting. And Lord, I pray that you'd meet them there. I pray, Jesus, that they would find breakthrough in fasting that they've not found before. God, I pray for those in this room that are seeking direction for their lives and and for what your will is for their lives. I pray, Jesus, that you would provide that direction as they commit to you and, and what you've laid on their hearts to do, whether that be skipping a meal a day, skipping food for a day a week. I just pray, Jesus, whatever it is, Lord, that they would uh, follow through, give them the strength and steadfastness to be dedicated to you and to your purposes, to this time where we collectively as a body of Christ head into a new year with a, a mindset to, to simply hear from you, to follow you, to know, Lord, that you've got great plans for this body, that our greatest days are yet in front of us. And so, Jesus, I pray for a new beginning in our lives, a new beginning in our hearts as we head into a new year. Bring us together, Father, as one. Lord, in answer to your, your prayer in Gethsemane, Lord, as you and the Father are one, make us one in purpose and unity and in, in, in the plans that you have for us. And, Lord, use prayer and fasting as a means to see that accomplished. In your name we pray. Amen. We're going to close in song here, and, and it's a wonderful song. And I would say it's, it's a great song as you uh, dedicate times to, to feasting on the Lord as you fast. This is a great song to help you enter into that space. And, and so as we close in this song this morning, may you go ahead and just begin to dedicate yourself to say, Lord, nothing else, more than anything else in this world, I want you. That's the lyrics, so powerful lyrics. And that's what fasting is. You're singing a song about fasting here in a moment. And so that's what we'd like to dedicate ourselves. So I invite you to stand as we close in song. And as you're singing, just begin to seek the Lord and ask him, how would he have you respond to a corporate time of 21 days of prayer and fasting, of abiding together? How does he want you to do that? And then commit that to him.